I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey now, it's Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. I'm Scott Evil, here with The Beef, a.k.a. Pops. Our reservation is that we live in a free country! How you doing there, Hoops? Right. What's happening? Happy Halloween. Halloween is a power grab hoax. (laughs) I put razor blades in every candy bar. Halloween is just a, a, from the Illuminati in the uh, Bohemian Grove Society. It is a, a power grab transfer hoax. No doubt. All the children are part of the, they're in on it. They're part of the scam. And they're, nope. Ooh. That's the end. <laughs> What's up? That's the way to end a bit. Just nope. the complete abandon. But yes, it's Halloween. I'm dressed up as the little bike riding guy from Saw, and Ank is dressed up as Guy Fieri. I thought I'd let the fans know. This they isn't can't even see a us. costume. I just had a very large amount of weight gain in the last six days. And you frosted those tips. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time, or the second, or the third. Kid gets in, in there. In fact, but yeah, it's a big Halloween show. We got a bunch of tricks and treats in store. I'm, I'm sure. mad I didn't get like an ooh sound drop. Yeah. The best is I got is... You're a crumb creep. Crumb. Um, it's it's snowing on Halloween. What a lousy, lousy time of year to have a three and a half inch snowstorm in the city that actually sort of accumulated. Like I had to shovel for 30 minutes. Yeah. Just seeing someone shoveling when I arrived, I was like sick to my stomach. Like, oh God, the snow. Off-putting. Kid, the fucking snowflakes arrived just in time for the election. Am I right? He loved it. Give me that, give me that roaring crowd applause sound effect. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, what do you think about the election? Who you got? You think like I know you did not vote for Trump, but do you think Terrific. that he's going to win or lose? What do you think? This is our last show before the election results. Or That's at least, true. You know, my guess is it's going to be more than a week before we know who the president is. But That's the worst part is I have no idea. A lot of people are saying a lot of things. I really... It's a coin toss. Correct. They don't know either. Yeah. The polls mean nothing. And the news that we get here in Massachusetts is different than the news that you would get in a red state. No doubt. So essentially anything that you've read, probably not 100% accurate. Problematic. No doubt. I give you the candy light. But yeah, we'll see. We'll be in a new new world uh, next show. Or the same world, <laughs> but worse. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be in Turkey Month. After Spooky Month, then we'll get into some turkey stuff. Is there Thanksgiving? any like, Thanksgiving releases coming? Thanksgiving from Eli Roth. Um, I'm not sure about that. There's, I forgot about Thanksgiving. There's probably Fun. like a Friendsgiving movie that's about to like slide onto... There's Apple actually, Plus. that's already there. It's on iTunes. Not a joke. Oh, yeah. Friendsgiving. I did see that. With, like, Amy Poehler or something. Hi. 
Speaking of turkeys, did you see the trailer for Songbird, that new COVID movie produced by Michael Bay? I did, yeah. You sent it to the te- the, the thread. It's yeah. bad. It's about a dystopian reality in 2024 where COVID has mutated and the world is in its fourth year of lockdown. Like, does anyone need this movie right now? It's just like, you know how everything sucks? Let's imagine how much worse it could and possibly will get with like a silly Cloverfield-esque COVID turkey. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It's a very stylized, over-dramatized trailer with Peter Stromare roaring in as like the villain. Like, hey, I'm doing that thing I do and everything. It's me again. (laughs) He's more typecast than the Hector guy from the Fast and Furious uh, movie. Wow. The original. That's a very serious accusation. And I think you might be onto something. He's exactly the same in everything. Yeah. Like a drunk villain who's like dislike who is genuinely dislikable yeah unlikable unlikable dislikable sounds cool too but yeah the in in the trailer it's like covid 23 it's like did a 10 year old write this movie it's like covid 19 has morphed into covid 23 boo it's called power grab hoax the movie and Michael Bay produced it, not... He didn't direct Which it. Which means nothing, if, folks. Yeah. If he directed it, I'd be much more inclined to be on board with it. They throw that Bay name in there, and you're like, all right, all right, and then you see the producer credits. Oh, okay. Someone, like, riddled with COVID, getting out of a convertible in slow-mo with, like, a cool <laughs> Bay shot. Um, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost are married. I know you're excited about this. Get away from me. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I was really hoping those yeah, two... Yeah, Doug, I'm not. I was hoping those two crazy kids wouldn't make it. No. He's extremely smarmy. He's not funny or talented. Maybe he's okay at writing, but he just seems like the type of guy that you would just hate. He's so hateable, he seems like he dislikes himself. Right. Like, and not in like a like bitwise way. He's just like, oh, yeah, I get it. good for you! He's extremely extremely bad on snl yeah people recommend snl to me a lot i think that they think that like i'm a cad and i'm gonna enjoy (laughs) something like snl you're one of those snl cads you know who you're gonna want to watch is the new snl episode have you seen alec baldwin as trump i certainly have it's It's been done ad nauseum i don't even mind michael shea he has some bits sometimes, but... He's Jost, actually funny, yeah. Jost is just... Your name's Levine. I can't believe he locked down uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she looks really good in those wedding photos, too. Mm. Those big and heavies. Yeah, yeah. Made me want to punch myself in the face. Remember when she was married to Ryan Reynolds? I forgot that they got married. They didn't have a kid, did they? No. No. They were a weird duo. They make sense, though. Yeah. As a couple, like... He makes more sense with Blake Lively, but also babe. Scarlett Johansson's prettier, I think. Mm. Well, it's close. It's close. Yeah, I'm a big fan of my favorite Blake Lively. We've done this. I don't know if on the show, but my favorite Blake Lively. I bet you can guess it. Kid, is it the fucking town? You know it, kid. I mean, she's yeah, she's an all timer in that. She's basically Home playing run. Pam Adams. Pretty the, much. Uh, it's a I have prequel. no drops from the town. Okay, we gotta fucking rectify that fucking situation. Um, did you hear that Jay Z, friend of the show, Ooh. will be going into the marijuana business? 
Wow, that sounds pretty cool. He's actually, for a rapper, he doesn't seem like one of the toastier rappers. Is he a weed guy? As far as I know, no. Mm. Which, but he is a good businessman and I think he knows when to strike. Yeah, he seems like he more smokes cigars than he would smoke blunts. That's you, like the vibe I get. Do you think him. we'd be cool with Jay-Z? Do you think he'd want to kick it with us? No. As they say? <laughs> you don't. I mean, we are... Fucking, I forgot the, that businessman thing. Ooh, I'm giving up on a bit. <laughs> bit give up. Yeah. We are very good businessmen. Yes. And I feel like Jay-Z would fit right in it enough. No doubt. Him sitting here, like, in the armchair pulled over underneath us, talking about movies that he dislikes. Yeah. Me just offering Beyonce. Will you switch to exclusively Jay-Z weed? <laughs> That's what I'm looking for out of this bit. I mean, I'm sure it's at least reasonable. I'd smoke uh, some of that ooey. Don't even talk to me until I've had my Jay-Z blunts. Yeah. Wait, wait, does he have like some fun flavors like named after his um... songs? Like, can you smoke some of that blueprint or something? I just... I'm amazed I that I just pulled a Jay-Z reference. Blueprint is his best album, the original Blueprint. Yeah, didn't he make like three? Yes. Gritty. At least two. Um, Do you think I guess there's not much going on here. I guess it's just a he he the, the company is called Monogram. Ooh. And then there's a couple of pictures of the grow rooms, and there's not a lot of details. It's very vague. Do you think that he cheated on Beyonce? Did we ever get uh, that whole story? I think there? that that's been confirmed. Let's get into the gossip. That corner. Solange, who is Beyonce's sister, Solange Knowles, hitting him in the face in an elevator. That oh, video. Yeah. It's like, why else would she do that? There's actually speculation that that's fake. Ooh. That. That's all like. They... Yeah, that was fabricated. I don't. I don't know about that. It seems real to me. Still damn. real to me. Damn it! I was gonna sneak a damn it into that. Were you really? I, I love that. But yeah, that uh, I forgot about Solange. This that other, she has like a whole career. People say she's good. I don't know. I've never heard her stuff. I, yeah, she cleaned the bathroom in my gym a couple weeks ago. She was really good at that. <laughs> Hi oh. Um, Speaking isn't of your middle name, Solange. It is mm, Scotty Solange Sweeney. It's a mm. triple S. But uh, I mean, where are my manners? We should have brought this up first things first. Have you heard the new Vin Diesel song? Fans might remember he released a first song a couple weeks ago, which was Legit Fire and like the song of the year. This second song was a test to see if that first song was a fluke or if he's actually the greatest songwriter on earth. And sorry to say, this this, shit sucks. This song's a, a bit of a sophomore slump, I would say. Like, this is what. This is the song I expected when I heard Vin Diesel was making music. I said the same thing. I was like, okay, now this is what I was waiting for. Well, what happened with the other one is Kygo produced it. Oh, is Kygo not on this part? No. Kygo's a cut machine. Yeah. That was probably all Kygo. That That last song was just a little bit of Vin. This is Vin less auto-tuned, less sped up, less... Yeah. This is him. Maybe Kygo produced this one too, and Vin was like, let me take the reins a little bit and make this more me. I want to sing about the days of the week and stuff. What days are gone for you, Vin? You're worth like $800 million, and you have another $100 million coming before you die. What do you, like, what's gone for you? I only got two more Fast and Furious mainline entries. Yeah, then he only has two franchises left. 
You know they'll make another Riddick, and they'll definitely make another Triple X. Yeah, those those franchises that he's just keeping afloat, like just out of nonsense. There will one hundred percent be another Triple X movie, and Riddick is probably going to happen too. It'll be like Riddick. They'll just call it just Riddick. Triple X four was like in pre pro, right? So that one's like a definite. And Riddick, Riddick, Riddick will come back with a with a single title. Ridiculous. But he's here that uh, he's still family, and I can't wait to see him live in concert one day. Good caveat. Vin, if you're listening, I'm sorry I'm so hard on you. I just, I think you've got more. Thank you for that. Um, Did you see that Offset from Migos, the rap group, got pulled over and arrested, and he did the whole thing on Instagram Live? That's fun. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to have to get out of the car, sir. And he's like, do you know who the fuck I am? I'm in the Migos, and I have 40,000 people watching you do this right now. And the cops had no idea what to do with it. They just sort of like pretended like he was lying. That's probably a good idea for several reasons. Like, yeah. I, I got alive. you on Instagram yeah. Live. Look at all these people watching. He's alive. Don't be all fucked up. There's that. I don't know why yeah. they arrested him, but I, I imagine he was driving around recklessly, and, and he was in a very nice vehicle. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of the time when I got arrested and I was trying to make a vine while I was sitting in jail for the bit and they took my phone away from me. Fun little... How did they catch you? They were walking by? The... What do you mean catch me? Like, how did they catch you making the vine? Oh, like, yeah. He was just walking by me and, like, just took my phone out of my hand without saying anything and Give went me into that another phone. room. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> That was going to be a hot vine. Well, you shouldn't have had your phone anyway. I don't know how they didn't find that. That's probably when what I, it was. When I was arrested, I woke up with nothing. Like, oh. they literally had stripped, like, I had, like, a, I was when I was wearing earrings in my ears. They had taken cool. the earrings out of my ears. Ooh. That seems like next super level. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. They took the earring out of my ear. My, like, watch was off. You were naked. My <laughs> penis was covered in goo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Every, know what it had. I think it was brown. Everything Ugh. everything was askew. No, but like no shoes, nothing. My shirt was torn down the middle from me resisting arrest, which I do not remember doing. Classic. Oops. Those were the old Stop us. resisting. Those, those are the old turkey boys. We're um, much classier and, and mature now. Yeah, I don't miss those days. That was about 14 years ago. And... I miss those days. Fucking do oh, God. <laughs> You know what? Real quick, before I forget, I gotta take us down. Oh. We're in the sports corner, just like that. All right, men! Wow. That was a little loud. I'm gonna dial it back. Thank you. All right, men. (laughs) Take out your dicks. Wow. Things are more serious. Cover them with Vaseline. Nice and soft. Get a towel nearby, because you're gonna finish real quick. DeAndre Hopkins, he's a football player, was accused of swerving in and out of Trump's vehicle caravan in his Ferrari before a game down in Florida. Terrific. That's it. That's um, that's pretty scandalous. I can't. I believe... guess he thought that was funny. I can't believe my fellow sporto would do something like that. Everybody here in the in sports corner does not endorse Donald Trump. Have a great day. Terrific. I can't play sports because I'm too fat. Terrific. And fantastic. My big fat tits and gut. <laughs> that, uh... Did you see that fucking video? Uh, Kanye, for his wife Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday, got her a hologram of her late father as a gift. Yes. 
And she like posted a video of the message that he. He's like, "Hello, Kimberly. Yeah, you look like a beautiful woman." Her like, like did Kanye, oh my... write that message. Like, it creeped me out. I didn't like it. Everything about it's so creepy. Her like, oh my god, this was so sweet and loving. It's just like this is fucking gross and shitty and a waste of money. After I kill myself, I think someone <laughs> in the audience should bring me back as a hologram to Ooh. do an episode with you. Wow. How do you think that would play? I will do an episode with Hologram Beef. Okay. I'll commit to that now. I'm thinking he's going to have a lot of opinions. Yeah. <laughs> good ones. <laughs> Having a good one. But yeah, this, I just... Yeah, that's like the, stupid. The hologram stuff. I forgot that they were even in play. It's just like... Everybody... Remember when everybody was talking about the Tupac hologram at Cho, uh, Chokella? Coachella? Mm, yeah, exactly. Dumb. And uh, it made me remember that David Schwimmer played uh, Robert Kardashian <laughs> on that OJ show. I like where you're going with this. Kanye <laughs> like, hey girl, I got you David Schwimmer in a suit with <laughs> white hair. Him yep. like, I'm a little nervous. Uh, I don't have any lines, but Kim, uh, you look great. I really appreciate this work. This is uh, a godsend. Yeah, him yeah. like stepping Kanye out just of giving him like 80 grand. Yeah. I wonder what OJ thinks of... Uh, his friend. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Twitter world. I'm. I think this is inappropriate. Hey, Kim. <laughs> it's a, my favorite. Is the rumors that allegedly OJ is Khloe Kardashian's father? Have you heard that one? Oh yeah, that's a classic. Him just pegging Kris Jenner. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I got a big, thick black cock. <laughs> and speaking of Kanye stuff, you heard him on Joe Rogan or sure watched did. it rather. Yeah, folks. I consider myself uh, an outlier of listening to podcasts. It's basically what I do all day, every day. Listening to the Kanye episode of the Joe Rogan podcast, I think it's the most boring episode of anything I've ever heard. It was very bad, yeah. I couldn't Awful. finish it. Awful. And he made a few good points in the beginning, and then he just, it was very tangential. Just like all over the place, like one thing into the next, like no segues, just... Yeah, just Joe Rogan barely said anything. It was Kanye just like going on and on about boring God stuff. He, I can't believe he's such like a... a such a God guy, yeah. What the fuck? Every other word, so my family, my God, my... It's like, cool. Whenever I start hearing God stuff, my brain shuts off. Yeah. As, as it's literally like someone just said the N-word. Like, <laughs> I just hear like, and then God and Jesus, and it's just like, wow, 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 like Charlie Brown's parents. Like, I don't hear anything yeah. after that. Exactly. I'm just like, oh, no, they're a dumb guy. <laughs> It's especially him, like just the way he went on and on. It's like you can tell he thinks he's like, oh, this is like a, I'm giving like a sermon here. It's like no, you're like boring anyone listening to this. And speaking of Joe Rogan, I know you love that uh, Alex Jones Tim Dillon episode, which uh, what a trio of characters, (laughs) Mister Amistus characters. I'm great on podcasts. I can riff with the best of them. I, I got unbelievably drunk on whiskey and said so many cartoonish things. It was insane. Everybody buy my vitamin D drops on my website to cure yourself of COVID-19. Yes, yes, yes. I love Alex Jones. Unironically. I think he's legit great. <laughs> he's, uh... 
He's a character. It was fun seeing him say all his stuff like without irony. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, be like, let me tell you about the DMT elves, Joe. It's like, oh, DMT elves. Those him are- saying that something was a power grab other than COVID. Like just I've played that dumb fucking sound clip so many times that it just made it very comical. Yeah. The Alex Jones pod was pretty good. It trails off and he gets too drunk, but it was way better than the Kanye one. Way better. Yeah. And everything he brings up. Joe's like, can you prove that? He's like, I got a video of it on my website. You got to subscribe. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, cool. That makes complete sense. You don't want to subscribe? I don't. Nope, me either. I'd love to know the cost. So, Monty, oh. if you could do a free trial for us. I know you're big into free trials. Ooh. Um, like, where's heads at? Did you see that the LaBianca house from the Manson family killings is on sale for $2 million? Ooh. Thinking we turn that into the Enough West Coast studio. I like that. Ideally, in the room they were all murdered in. Yeah. Good energy. (laughs) That's where we'll set up shop. We'll have to sage the room first just to make sure that it's nice and cleansed. Mm. I feel Mm. like I've seen a lot of stories about, like, Famous movie houses and stuff like that being up for sale now. I imagine the people that own them own them for a novelty and COVID-19 has fucked up their bank accounts enough that they need to sell these novelty collected homes. Mm. Like if you're a billionaire, like if I had, say I had $50 million. Oh, we'll go a hundred. Cause then it's, that's more fuck you money. If I had a hundred million dollars and I read an article about the Manson family house being for sale, I'd buy it immediately. Mm. Sight unseen. I'd call the broker and just say, I want it. Here's, and I'd wire $2 million without even thinking about it. Sounds like a strong investment. Probably not. And then <laughs> yeah. if something went awry, you know, due to, Oh, I don't know if I owned a bunch of businesses that got shut down and I was eating my own hat. The first thing to go would be the joke real estate. Mm. Yeah. There's nobody that's living in that house without at least a little bit of irony. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, you got to be on the bid somehow. If you believe in energy at all, like, you know, something bad happened there, like really bad. Like Mm. they like ripped their skin off and shit. Like there's no way that there's not. I don't believe in ghosts per se, but I don't know that you'd get a great night's sleep your first night in the La Bianca house. I'll put it that way. Yeah. A lot of those situations, I feel like, why don't we just. Knock this down, build a new house. Like, at the very least. It's like... Sickos like me, I guess. I don't know. It's, you know, it's just like... My dream is to own a John Wayne Gacy uh, Pogo the Clown painting. Oh. And Lucy and I were going to get one together. You can actually find them for only a couple thousand dollars. And she said that once she found out that he raped most of the boys that he murdered, she was against it to have a rapist's art in our home. And That's I thought fair. that was a bit of a letdown. She agreed to let me get a Hitler painting, but only because those are historic. But mm. unfortunately, the Hitler paintings are significantly more expensive. Mm. You love controversial artists. I love controversial anything. I think it's like, I think I would love to have like a big Hitler portrait in my kitchen and people come in and they go, oh, wow, like that's oh. really nice. What is Who did this landscape? Hitler. Mm. And then it just goes silent and it's really Hitler. awkward. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else do we have here? Did you see that Aquafina and Sandra O oh have been cast as sisters in an upcoming untitled Netflix comedy? Where are you sick? <laughs> the film follows a woman whose life has changed when her train wreck of a sister vows to help her fulfill her lifelong ambition: be a contestant on her favorite game show. I mean, I'm so out. 
Yeah, fans might remember Aquafina is my one true enemy. I don't know how she has a career with that name. And she's not even that good of an actress. Also, her and Sandra O oh as sisters, I feel like they'd work more she's as like a mother. She's 20 years older than her. Yeah, like mother-daughter. Mother, daughter, yeah. I think they think just because they're Asians, we're not going to be able to tell. I think that might be what's going on here. Or maybe Aquafina's older than we think. I think Aquafina's in her 30s, and Sandra O oh is at least 50. Yeah, that sounds right. We could fact check it, but... Hi! It's fine. Um, John Stewart is Sandra O oh is uh, 50, 49. <laughs> 50. And Aquafina is 32. So, okay, 17-year age difference. It's possible, but unlikely. And I'm yeah. sure if it they don't explain it, it'll be awkward. And if they do explain it, it'll be even more awkward. I like, it sure is a good thing that your dad had me when your mom was young or ha-ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> it'll have one joke like, you were totally an accident because you were born 17 years after I was, ba-ba-ba. But um, John Stewart's headed back to TV with a new current affairs series for Apple Plus. Just what he's we got need. a lot of opinions. Just what we need another last week tonight where a funny person long-windedly and humorlessly walks us through a topic for an hour Yo, every week. Gotta love it. He, I think he went out there and he made what, like Rosebud or whatever that fucking movie was called? Oh, Rosewater. Rosewater, yeah. And nobody watched it. And then and it didn't ir- exist. Irresistible, which we covered on the podcast. Which was even worse, yes. I imagine. <laughs> I and left. then he just said, you know what? This isn't for me. And he's right back at it. Because yeah. to be honest, his predecessors are not better than him. I yeah. shut off John Oliver. He's in my shuts. Moving along. But yeah, I was laughing the other day. You said... John Stewart, why don't you just go direct another one out of ten and like stay out of the news? It's it's over. We've had enough. I've had it, yeah. yeah. Some people just like they can't like he's probably got at least enough money to never do anything again, right? But some people oh, yeah. just got to be in the limelight. Mm. They got to, and it's just like if you wanted to be in the limelight, you shouldn't have tried something else. You should have stuck at what you were good at. They probably just offered him so much dough where he's like, ah, I'd be foolish to turn this down. I feel like Apple's thrown a lot of money around oh, yeah. trying to make. Because nobody gives a shit about Apple TV+. Plus. I don't know anybody that has it. Yeah. Everyone's doing like the trial and watching stuff on their iPad. It didn't happen, but they were like in talks to try to buy that Bond movie. Yeah. Making like a, a quarter or three quarters of a billion dollar offer. It's like, we need something to attract people to Apple+. Plus. It, will a Bond movie do it? But uh, and they also announced Insidious 5 is in the works and it will mark... The directorial debut of actor Patrick Wilson, who famously portrayed the Ocean Master in Aquaman, to and, great effect. Uh, the guy who cheats on his wife in Little Children. Mm. And he's a scene stealer in season two of Fargo. I actually like him as an actor. I think he's great. Yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, what I said. What did I say I was a Wilsonite or Wilson <laughs> a Willie a little Willie? Yeah, <laughs> the little Willie. I'm a part of his uh, fan club known. Uh, as the Little Willies. And if you guys want to join, send us a letter. You guys are working on a song, Lil Willie style, in the uh, in the vein of Big Willie style. He loved it. But yeah, the fucking... It's kind of a weird sign for this franchise. It's like, oh, the actor is just going to do the fifth entry in this series? No. They I do even... pretty well. I mean, it got rated the scariest horror movie of all time on that 
random article, which I don't really agree with. That was, I think, Sinister. Sinister, right. But I think Insidious was up there. People Insidious must have was Insidious was on the chart. Sinister one, though. You're right. Mm. Either way, I don't think either of those movies are that scary. Yeah, and it's always weird when an actor starts directing. It's uh, unless it's Ben Affleck. Yes, we love you, King. Kids. Um, speaking of directing, Kenya Barris, who is my one of my current favorite guys going directing wise, is mm. making a Richard Pryor biopic. Ooh, yeah, I which saw that. I'm interested in. I love, love, love Richard Pryor. He's pretty much people look at him as probably the comedians. I think refer to him as the best, greatest comedian of all time. Literally every comedian I like say he, him, or uh, Carlin. Carlin. Or what's the other one everyone loves? Kinnison or Bill Hicks are big. But yeah, those are those are the two biggest ones. Those are the two the, bigger ones, I think. That, Carlin uh, and Pryor. I don't know Pryor stuff too much. Pretty good. I should uh I should watch some specials. I've seen some of those movies. That N word is crazy was a good one. And uh then there's that live at the Apollo, I think, or live somewhere. There's one where he like showed up high and like hadn't been in his best spot. Yeah, it's weird. Him and Kinnison both like had these huge periods, and then something fucked up happened to them, and they were never the same. Like Sam Kinnison got hit by a car, and Richard Pryor like set himself on fire or something. Richard Pryor was uh, smoking crack, and I there's I there's because I think it's fuzzy like what really happened. Mm. I think a lot of people think he was trying to kill himself, and I pretty. I also think that there was like because I think he did dump oil on himself or something i don't even the the stories i've heard like three different stories about that and someone correct me if i'm wrong i know whoever's listening that no i actually don't know prior as well as i would like to because that that's why i'm looking forward to the biopic i want to know the whole story yeah but i bet kenny barris nails that it sounds like a good marriage of uh of work and creative. i didn't see who is going to play richard (laughs) prior probably like keenan i could see like john david washington Ooh. That's a good pick. Maybe. I can see that too. I can't think of anybody else that would be able to nail it that's in the right age group. How about like John David Washington and then Denzel Washington? Oh, yeah. Like a a through the ages biopic? That's good. That'd be a tough casting though. Yeah. They'd have to both. It would be a passion project. Ha ha. I hope Will Smith doesn't get anywhere near it while we're on the subject. (laughs) Yeah. They could do Jaden Smith and Will Smith as Richard Pryor. I'm seeing the poster now. It's beautiful. Will Smith is Richard Pryor. <laughs> Greenlight. Speaking of Richard, Richard or Will Smith and Denzel, I saw the Book of Eli and I Am Legend bundled for like eight dollars. I'd rather get bundled <laughs> than, than watch those. <laughs> I liked I Am Legend, but it's sort of a like it's like a two and done. Yeah. You watch it, and then maybe ten years later you watch it again, and it's over. The Book of Eli is a never finish. Agreed. And I Am Legend is good, but the effects have aged really bad. Those CGI creatures, yeah. they look pretty rough these days. I think that people think that because the world's sort of stinky right now, mm. the dystopian movies are more in vogue. Like, yeah. oh, because of COVID, I'm going to watch The Book of Eli, which has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, like People are getting the flu, and their grandparents are dying, and restaurants aren't allowed to have people at a bar. That's not the same thing as the world burning across the surface and people literally like driving around in special cars and robbing each other in some sort of a futuristic nightmare yeah that this 
that genre is kind of like overdone dystopian stuff yeah it's kind of like the new like people took it like and ran with it with the mad max i think mad max fury road did really well and people got the idea that that was like a genre that made sense and they made a bunch yeah and like every like ya thing it's just like it's a dystopian fill in the blank it's like enough we've seen every dystopian <laughs> Put put it in the obits if we haven't already. Before. How about some utopian environments where Ooh. everything's great? Yeah, that's How about the, that. That's what I want to watch right now. Something like and not utopia because that's in the shots. Yeah, I definitely gave up on that. Something like nice and sci-fi, wacky, pie in the sky, cloud atlas two, basically is what I want. But uh, did you see that Grimes and Elon Musk's five-month-old son is quote into radical art? And has watched Apocalypse Now. He's not into anything. He's five months yeah. old. This Shut poor, up. This poor kid is going to grow up into such a loose cannon. I, I can yeah, only I imagine. imagine. That, yeah, he's going to be. Grimes is already teaching him how to like eat lunch outside at, in high school and like not talk to anybody and wear a hoodie through class. Yeah. He's going to be like the kid in Looper who grows up into <laughs> like world-destroying sidecar monster. Yeah, from the guy who probably won't get in. And that guy, Keith Renier, that leader of that NXIVM sex cult. Oh, I saw oh, yeah. that. Nexium. Nexium, yeah, yeah. I forgot that that's what they're saying. He was sentenced to 120 years in prison. Do you think he's going to have a decent life ahead of him when he gets out? Yeah. At him, 180? Him eking out the doors. <laughs> just like, finally. That's awesome. But yeah, Good this, for him. This is uh, that show, The Vow. Did you watch it? I, I shut, shut it. I shut it, yeah. It was very boring. And people who finished it said it was like the most overstuffed, like padded mm. out documentary ever made. Well, and then and, Stars made one too. Yeah. This cult, it's like the Armageddon Deep Impact thing of this year, like the Nexium cult documentaries. <laughs> it's very weird. Firefest. Yeah. Like they love doubling up on the docks. Like, yeah. what do you hear the idea for a doc and then you hear the other your competing network is like what was one on stars and one is on hbo yeah yeah stars isn't exactly hbo's competition first of all stars Good isn't point. really competing with anybody except maybe cinemax but cinemax is tied to amazon yeah so good luck but yeah the Star- i haven't even seen the stars one i don't i just saw that it exists i didn't watch it yeah same Speaking of shows on the networks, HBO's Big Little Lies season three is in the works. Oh. And to be honest, I couldn't care less. I don't really know even where it left off. Yeah, I couldn't get into that show. I I liked it, but, you know, what's going to happen? Like, where do they have left to go with this? Are they going to kill off another husband? (laughs) Probably. Oops, sorry, guys. Oh, my God. Uh, Dakota Johnson and Riley Keough will star and executive produce a limited series called Cult Following. God, cults are really hot right now. Its story follows Cameron as she recounts her upbringing in the notorious cult Children of God. Cults are popping. Those are are two of my favorite babes right now. Dakota Johnson, Riley Keough. Dakota Johnson, really? You're not a fan? You love that girl next door look. I was talking to a buddy, uh, Rian, about this uh, the other day, friend of the show, Rian. I, the girl next door thing doesn't work for me. I like a little edge. Mm, some spice? Like a, like a neck tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Luz. I know you are very busy and you're probably not listening, but if you can quote this to me, Ooh. I will take you to Chick-fil-A. That's on the table. 
Yeah, let's start testing the fans. I'm testing them. Also, as a quick side note, we never got any emails about the Angst MTV Video Music Awards hat. Yeah, you want to win the hat? Send us an email. Yeah. the podcast at gmail.com, you can win a hat. I was really disappointed. We have one. With the turkey We, we do have one from friend of the show, Good, But I cannot... I figure one is not... like That's not even a contest. That's one email. Yeah, we need some competition. And I believe it was in text form. So technically, that doesn't even count. Yeah. But I'll give it to him. And we just need other people to participate. There's like a hundred of you listening. Just send it. Send the email. Send us you a can thing. Sometimes we've had 700 people listen. So you're telling me 700 people can listen to this and not want the hat? It's a hat. <laughs> you're going to love it. It's cold outside. And today it was snowing. Yeah. And that hat would have stopped some of the snow from hitting your head. Good point. End send of us, hat talk. Send us an email on the podcast at gmail.com. How about Jim Cummings, uh, director of uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow and Thunder Road, director, writer, mm. and star, ignoring my DM the other day. Mm. I sent him a very complimentary DM congratulating him on his new project, saying I love all this stuff and have recommended it to many people. He didn't just not see it and not respond. He looked at it. Didn't even double click it with the mm. with the love. It is upsetting. And when didn't you see respond because you can see when you open it that they saw it, and it's like just give me that tap. It says scene on the bottom. It's like you could have just tapped it. That's all I needed. What did he? I think. What did he think? Like if he tapped it, I was gonna start writing a bunch of wild shit. Like we're best friends. Yeah. Like I'm fucking Kathy Bates in misery. I'm gonna break his legs and shove him in my bed. Not a bad idea. We should consider. At this that. point, I'd like to break his legs as a not fan. Yeah. Jim. I may boycott your next project. Yeah, that's how in this day and age you gotta you gotta throw those likes around, or yeah, you'll lose the fans. You probably like him less as a result of this. In reality, I'm bummed. Yeah, like, it's, like it was rude. Mm. Like it was a very nice compliment. All you had to do was hit the like. A like is a polite way to bookend the conversation. Yeah, and it's like not to be a dick, but like I've dated girls with more followers than this guy has. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. Jim, like, we get it. Like, you're, you're, you know, you have a little bit of newfound fame and, and celebrity. Yeah. And not only did he, 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 he retweeted one of your posts when we were watching Snow Hollow. Thank you, Mushley. I sent it, I sent out a whole bunch, mm. tagged him in all of them, including the ones with the show, thinking we titled the show Wolf of Snow Hollow, even though we'd watched other stuff too. Mm. I thought that would probably, you know, and I'm not expecting him to listen to the pod. But mm. don't read a DM and not respond. That's the rule. So any celebrities listening, if and when Scott or I DM you, don't just look at it, eat it. <laughs> yes. Wise words. And uh, Ellen Pompeo says the end of Grey's Anatomy could be near. She says, quote, we don't know when the show is really ending it, but the truth is this year could be it. The show is in its 19th season. Why don't you just go ahead and call it? <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> like, they're playing, they're toying around like, I don't know, we might have to wrap it up. Like, just stop. 19 seasons, of, that's like longer than ER went, I that's think. That's longer than, you know, someone who's of legal age to vote and fight in a war's lifetime. Yeah, that is a lifetime yes. of fucking snoozy medical procedural storylines. I go to school and I wreck. Outrageous. There's that new Clooney Netflix movie that he directed called The Midnight Sky. It's like a, a space movie. It looks kind of... No, thank you. 
Hank famously hates space movies. Love Clooney, though, so I'm torn. I famously love them. I think it looks decent. I'll give it a go. It's a Netflix movie. He's been... He's had a weird directing career. He started... You didn't love The Men Who Stare at Goats? No. Remember when we saw that in the theaters on Thanksgiving Day? I don't. I believe it was in Kingston. I might not have been there. I don't think I've ever seen Might have been like me, boobs, and cod. It was like a... It was a good crew, but unlikely flick crew yeah like a weird afternoon like a thanksgiving day afternoon. i remember hating it yeah it's bad i don't even know if he directed that one but he directed the monuments men that war movie that doesn't exist and fucking leatherheads which really doesn't exist like cod pretends he likes leatherheads oof that's a fucking sick cod's just looking to get that invite to george clooney's cabo house to like enjoy some tequila and give each other back massages I mean, I do like Clooney. Monuments Men, Suburbicon, Leatherheads, Good Night and Good Luck. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which I loved. That That was was his debut. That was decent. That was a great movie. But that's mostly because Sam Rockwell can do pretty much anything. Mm. He did two episodes of the Catch-22 miniseries. And Suburbicon with Matt Damon. Very forgettable. Ides of March with Ryan Gosling. And then Unscripted, he did five episodes, which I don't even recall existing. Yeah, that was an HBO show that nobody watched like 14 years ago. Yeah, that side from... Greenberg, rather. How to Make It in America. I like him. He's a That's odd. But yeah, maybe Clooney's turning it around with like a hot new space movie. We'll see. That drops on Netflix on Christmas. Ugh. What a treat for Something everybody. Something tells me I'm going to get roped into watching that. <laughs> Although I'm, I believe I'm hosting Christmas this year, so sorry, guys. Ooh. We'll be watching nothing but porn. Get ready, Mom. Actually, I was looking at the calendar, and I saw if we stay on our current schedule, the 100th episode will come out on Christmas Day. Get the fuck out, really? What a what a Christmas miracle that'll be for the fans. Uh, I'm here for it. Would we be recording on Christmas Eve? The yes, I think. That's Maybe awesome. even day. Maybe even, we'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I I think we could do it earlier in the week and release it on the same day because that's funny. Yeah, a little Christmas gift for the fans yeah. for the heads. <laughs> a little stocking stuffer. Turkey heads gobbling their their way through Christmas breakfast, listening to the show on the iPods. Love it. And we got. They said Jordan Peele <laughs> is set to produce a remake of Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs. They're really just giving him the reins to do, like, why don't you just go ahead and remake we, everything? I was going to say, why don't we wait for Candyman to actually come out in theaters, see if it's okay. Thank you. And then maybe we decide. Yeah. Like, oh, he's, he's black. Just throw it at him. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oh, boy. Sorry, guys. No, they really... And first of all, the people under the stairs, that's a master. It doesn't need to be tampered with at all. Yeah, bring back Fool and Ving Rames, and then maybe I'll... Why don't they it. let Ving Rames direct it? Just let him figure it out as he goes. Yeah. I don't really think Jordan Peele is... People looking at him like he's a revelation after two okay movies. Have you ever tried to rewatch Us? It's awful. I have. It's it's a little messy. I like a lot about it, but it's messy. What do you like about it, Scott? (laughs) That I like a lot. That voice work. And speaking of black people, Uzo Aduba to star <laughs> the this woman from uh, Orange is the New Black. She played like oh, Crazy yeah, Eyes yeah, or whatever. Yeah. The big tooth gap. Yes. She is starring in a reboot of In Treatment at HBO. Oh, come on. 
Could you imagine anything how more many, boring? Did you know how many episodes there were of In Treatment? Is that that's the Gabriel Byrne show, right? Yeah, that was, there was the like show, hundreds of episodes. Yeah, it followed a shrink, like, and the the meetings he has with his clients or whatever you call, like week after week. It's just him talking to people. It's like that's a hundred and seven episodes. Yeah. And it was only on for like huh? a couple years, like two or three years. They those heavy seasons. They were cramming those episodes. I, I can't imagine anyone on Earth who's excited, like, "Oh my God, baby, in treatments back." I bet you we'd be surprised. There's some people out there that are into. Ugh, I, yeah. I don't know. Imagine like watching a show where you're watching fictional characters go to therapy. It's like just go to therapy. <laughs> this is. I do. Yeah, it's great. I can't imagine. I recommend it. That being entertainment, it just seems insane. Shout out to Justin Marchese, anybody who's looking for a good therapist. Hey, bud. If you have problems, uh, I feel bad out. for you, son. Ooh, shit. Sneaking in some Jay-Z Tuss. stuff. And uh, did you see that Lena Dunham directed Emily Ratajkowski's pregnancy reveal video? What it is a- time to take a stand. What a sentence that is. <laughs> I thought I thought I was gonna get more of a laugh out of that take stand. <laughs> I thought you were gonna lose it. Um, Emily Ratajkowski acting like Hollywood and the world learning about her pregnancy is a big deal. Really pissed me off. Yeah, like why? First of all, why does your pregnancy reveal like a video? Why does it need a, a director? It's like just take a picture of yourself with a baby bump. Done. Put it on Instagram yourself. Zero dollars, zero effort. Sounds good to me. The reality that she, after making like that Zac Efron DJ movie, wow. thinks that she's important enough to have a pregnancy reveal be a public thing directed by someone who actually has done a decent amount of directing yeah. is a little silly. Mm. And it's, I don't even think most people know who she is without saying the girl from the Blurred Lines video. Yeah. Like and she's kind of a nothing. Yeah, she's just like that babe. She's just everyone a babe, knows her yeah. face. Yeah. Some guy who's super rich put his goo in her body, and now <laughs> she's got a kid. Oh. I hope the kid's born blind and deaf. Yeah, I don't even mind Lena Dunham, but that that's just a headline that's begging to be skewered. Like, pregnancy reveal director. Like, huh? How about them as an oil and water duo? Like, hi, I'm Lena Dunham! Yeah. Just falling out of a sundress, and Emily Ratajkowski rolls up just in a bikini. Yeah. Like, I'm hot, and I'm not. We're a duo. <laughs> but, um, and Bette Midler has confirmed that Hocus Pocus is getting a sequel with the entire core cast. And I think they're making this just to spite me for shutting the original last week. I think they're upset with me. Mm, I believe that. But, I mean, just, it's another, like, way too late sequel. It'll probably be terrible. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I still, I'm still thinking about Lena Dunham and, and Emily Ratajkowski roaring into the set together. Mm. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Lena. Good to see you today. <laughs> I'm still really hot. And so, you look like you just ate a bacon sandwich. So for this shot, I was going to direct you to stand there at an angle and reveal that you are pregnant. <laughs> what do you think? Did I, I, I want to get to the threat of the pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Lena Dunham and Quentin Tarantino. 
What are you doing? You're gonna say the N-word a whole bunch of times and then show your belly and then it's gonna be a wide shot. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. what are you doing? Okay. It's a close-up of her feet with like a baby bump <laughs> slightly in the background. There's like a, yeah, like the crest of a stomach, but like two feet. Green light. This is a cut. <laughs> I don't know what version this is, but I'm here for it. But I don't know if you saw this. This, I actually think you brought up Fire Festival earlier, so this is I did. relevant. Is the that guy still in jail, Billy McFarlane? Oh, yeah. He's, awesome. He's serving a six-year sentence Good for, him. for fraud. He's been placed in solitary confinement after recording a new podcast from a prison phone. Huh? Yeah. Like, he called a podcast? Yeah, I guess. How do we get that? How do we get the audio? I know, I want to hear that Yeah, pod. I need that. I like the idea of getting prisoners on the pod. We need to get, like, yeah. fucking, we'll get Ghislaine Maxwell. There's somebody on the pod with a, a dope prison phone drop-off. boy. But, yeah, I just thought that was wild. This guy's really... He's a fucking asshole, man. Yeah. I hate that guy. He lost, like, a fortune and ruined everyone's fucking summer. Like a fucking idiot. And... Did you see that guy destroyed Donald Trump's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for the third time? They really this time me. wearing a suit. The last time he did it wearing an Incredible Hulk costume, he just goes with an axe, like a pickaxe, and just destroys it. So now oh, they yeah, have I it fenced off with cardboard over it so that everyone leaves it alone, but people keep busting in anyway. That That's more important than anything, that that he has a star. We, we got to keep that safe. I'd love... If, if nothing else. <laughs> the first time it got ruined, they should have just said, okay, we're going to wait until he's not relevant anymore and then put it back. Like mm. this isn't like think about the bandwidth that's required to keep fixing that, to arrest the guy who did it, to keep that guy in jail and be watched, to go through the trials. Like he's been on probation since 2017 as a result of destroying the star. Also, fuck that guy for thinking that this is a fun way to become relevant. I don't like Donald Trump either, but that doesn't mean I'm going to destroy something publicly over and over again as a, as a man in my 30s. Yeah, that's a very weird bit. It's like this is going to be my life destroying uh trump's getting that like entertainment weekly coverage nobody yeah. even knows who you are you're a loser fuck you leave my star alone loser not terrific fuck you sad <laughs> exclamation point but nobody builds walls better than me believe Oof. me god i'm tired of that voice i like to do the fake one but every time i hear the real one i like recoil in horror i thought about getting new trump drops but I try to just phase them out entirely. But we, t there's somehow he's the fucking president and he's everywhere. So it's hard not to let him sneak in every week. Thank you, thank you. You want to talk some shuts? Unless you got I have a on bunch. News? No, I'm good on news. Let's go through the shuts. Let's do all of yours and then I'll do mine. Okay, we got to start with the new Sarah Cooper Netflix special. I wish I could put that in my shuts. I finished it, which shocked me. <laughs> like, I oh. don't know how. If people don't know this woman she got famous through tiktok literally this woman's bit is lip syncing to trump speeches so like you're watching this special it's the camera on her she's lip syncing to trump's stuff and you're hearing trump's words and that is that's it yeah that's the, the whole, whole bit. bit there's nothing there's no other layers there's no other, she doesn't write anything so then they gave her a show with somehow like a remarkable amount of cameos, Ben Stiller, John Hamm, Fred Armisen, uh, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Um, it was directed by Natasha Lyonne, which she's famous. It's like, how did all these people get on board with this 
stud. She might be the most smug person I've ever seen. Yeah, like, I try to be classy and say, like, oh, this just wasn't for me. This is one of the worst things I've ever watched in my entire life. And I was, like, getting actually mad watching it, just staring at the screen like, God fucking damn it. The part that bothered me, too, is I heard the girl that lip syncs Trump stuff is going to get a special. And I thought, like, it was a stand-up special. And that she would be doing her own jokes. But it was a sketch show built, like, around a news set. Like, kind of like Portlandia meets the morning show, but not funny. Yeah, And the Trump lip-syncing thing was like her anchor beat. Oh, yeah, bit that she would just keep going back to yeah. over and over and over again. She does the fucking Access Hollywood thing, and it's oh. her and Helen Mirren. It's like, how did... Yeah, where... How did he... All, like, did she, I think they probably spun it as, like, this woke activism thing, and she's black. And, like, she probably just called them up and was like, hey, like, it's, it's me, Sarah Cooper. Like, I'm black, and you <laughs> want to do this show that talks about, like, hating Donald Trump? Everyone's like, stop right there. I'm in. Yeah, I, I'm on my way. Yeah. Virtue signaling, here I come. And like, I agree with everything that she's saying. I think climate change is a problem. Racism in America is a nightmare. I have a little bit of white guilt, just like everybody else. Sexual harassment is fucked. Mm. And COVID is a major, major problem as well. All the stuff that, these are all the beats that got covered. All the woke beats. Yeah. It just, but at the same time, it's like, that's not a show. And yeah, like, it's it's, just not. It's very much supposed to be a comedy, but there's just no laughs. There's no anything. It's like you're just mouthing yeah. words. I feel like even if a kid watched this, they'd be like, is this it? Like, is this the whole thing? I'm really waiting for someone to recommend this to me, and I don't know how I'll react. Yeah. I, 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 there's no way for me to hide my disgust. Like, I'll you're just... Like, things might get violent. It'll be, like, it'll be like telling something to Rain Man or some other autistic person who just has no filter whatsoever. Like, it really fucking sucked. Yeah. Like like uh, Kramer in the episode with Kathy Gifford. <laughs> yeah, you Seinfeld. need to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> you got to shut up. Um, but yeah, this is. I'd rather never watch anything ever again than watch content like this. Agreed. This is. I'd get into reading. Yes. Yeah. Insane. I'll I'll live in the book corner for the rest of my fucked up life. The other thing that really 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 irked me about this, I have two things that hated the most. Hit number me. one thing I hated the most about this was how she repeated her full name over and over again for branding purposes, just saying it's you know it's crazy because Sarah Cooper, I know Sarah Cooper, yep. Sarah Cooper, and it's like that's a marketing trick. Mm. Don't think that those of us with brains aren't noticing. Yeah, like you're not just gonna say your name a bunch till we remember it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am remembering it more I, and more. I, I, me too. It's getting it's, embedded. It worked, and I think that's why it gets me even angrier. Fuck. And also, the fact that you and I have normal jobs and do a podcast for like 100 people, mm. and she's on Netflix with 100 A-list cameos and getting paid probably an outrageous amount of cash, yeah. they'll probably give her another special too because there's enough sure. fucking zeros who are going to enjoy this and like it on the on their Netflix or whatever metric they have. Yeah. Yeah, like, <sighs> do you want to start lip syncing to like Mike Pence speeches and we'll rocket our way to superstardom? Only if we can do it while having gay sex. <laughs> True. That will be our spin on it. That yeah. way it's not, you know, piracy. Sounds, sounds edgy. Sounds like some mad TV type stuff. Mm-hmm. Taking it up a notch. Also, Fred Armisen, hang it up. It's over. <laughs> I actually think he's funny, but I mean, seeing him in this, in this, he went down like letter grades as a person in my John estimation. John Hamm as the My Pillow guy really disappointed me. John Hamm will do anything. He's 
he, I, I, I love John Hamm, though. I like him, too, but he'll fucking pop up in literally anything, it seems. Him doing pretty much the entire run of Todd Margaret, that David Cross show that doesn't exist from Netflix like 10 years ago. Yeah. He does a lot of stuff where it's just like, John Hamm's in this? Like, oh, I thought he'd be like slightly better than this. Oh. I don't think Mad Men paid him all that well because he was kind of at the tail end of his career at that point. Cigarettes. <laughs> Bits. But yeah, that's uh, Sarah Cooper. What was it called? The, the like subtitle? Doesn't matter. Don't watch it. I don't remember. <laughs> I finished it, so I couldn't write it down to my shots. Utter Sarah Cooper. I just wrote down Sarah Cooper. But yeah, don't watch it. Do not watch that. If you watch it and we find out about it, you're banned from the show. Ooh. Banned from listening. You, you can't be on it, obviously, but banned from listening. It's called Everything's Fine, yes. Yep. Everything is not fine is my special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I also shut off another Netflix, A Ridge, Rebecca, that new movie starring Army Hammer. I shut that off, too. And Lily James. I also shut Rebecca. Which is a re- Oh, no, we finished it, actually. Lucy and I finished it. Ooh. I hated it, though. Yeah, that's it's a remake of like a Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. That guy Ben Wheatley, who did that movie Free Fire, that was kind of cool. Where is that the one with the girl running away from the police? That's the one. It's a bunch of gangsters doing a, a gun deal in a warehouse, and they all end up shooting each other. I don't think I saw Free Fire. It's kind of cool, but this movie it was a mess. It was like a sloggy, very slow period piece. Army Hammer trying to do legwork that is not really his speed. Yeah. Didn't, it was not for me. He's not a great actor, no. I don't think. Lucy said it was all right. She was. She accused me of not enjoying it because I was looking at my phone the whole time. Classic Hank. And I said... Kid's a multitasker. And also, every Netflix movie, I probably said this before, but they all have this weird look to them. This like sheen of unprofessionalism. Like it doesn't quite look like a movie. Like, if you saw this in a movie theater, you'd Couldn't be like, agree more. Why yeah. am I watching this TV show in a theater? It's something weird's going on on Netflix. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. Agreed. And uh-huh. I also shut The Undoing, that new HBO show with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. I think you shut this I fin- as well. No, I finished it. Wow, kids finishing everything. I've been bored this week. My goodness. I had, I had a decent amount of free time, and Lucy was super busy, so... This is a show where it's like they play a married couple and there's some sort of like infidelity or something going on. I watched like half of it. There was that girl with a nice butt, as we discussed. Matilda De Angelis. She's a 25-year-old uh, Italian actress with giant boobs. Yeah, that I was about to turn it off. Then she was showed her butt, and I was like, all right, there's I'll give quick, this a little quick a little more. beave shot, too. When she oh. walks in, you might want to revisit that. I'm going to have to get back on board. A little box for the kid. <laughs> um, what else? I thought Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman were a decent duo. I was kind of... They didn't seem... She needs a manlier guy than that. Ooh, interesting. Like, I, you know, in knowing in real life that her boyfriend is Keith... Her husband is Keith Urban, who's a pretty, like, man's man. Mm. Her with, like, a... You know, rather effeminate Hugh Grant just didn't feel believable to me. That's fair. She's still quite fetching also for a uh, a woman of her age. Mm. You Uh, shot anything else? I also shot Bad Hair, a Hulu original movie, a horror movie about a wig that makes this woman kill people. And I was like, oh, maybe this will be like a, a hot turkey killer hair movie. It was not fun. I didn't enjoy it. But it does have James Vanderbeek and Usher. In small roles, which made me laugh. A little Varsity Blues reunion. And 
think that's all my shuts. Also, the cleansing hour on Shetta. Yeah, I shut that. Yeah, I actually, when I turned it on, I saw you shut it at like the 35 minute mark. And then I watched some of it and got kind of into the movie. And then I organically shut it like almost exactly where you did. There was a scene. It wh- heated up for a minute. Yeah, but then, hold on, what was the scene? Oh, yeah, the, this woman's getting, like, exercised, and she's making a priest do the hokey pokey. She, like, traps him in this thing, and I was just like, click. Campy. Very campy fl- film. I was enjoying the idea of both of us shutting it at, like, the exact same Boop. moment organically. But, yeah, that was no good. The cleansing hour, nobody needs it. What did you shut this I week? I shut off 13 Sins on Netflix. It's a movie about a guy who gets into some Black Mirror-type game show with his phone calling him, asking him to do these crazy things. And if he does 13 of them, then he wins all this money. If he doesn't, he's dead or something. It's like a... Sounds it felt mildly like Black interesting. Mirror. Right. It was, seemed like an interesting premise. It was just... It was very hackneyed and just poorly done and mm. stupid and... They lost me almost immediately. You hate to see it. I tried, but 20 minutes in, it was over. I shut off a movie called The Swing of Things with Luke Wilson, which is a movie with like oh, a wow. family that gets stuck in Jamaica and like they end up at a swingers resort. And it's like Luke Wilson is with this girl, Olivia Culpo, is the actress. Oh, who, she's good. I yeah, know her. She's pretty. She's mm. not a good actress. Probably more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> she was a model here in Boston, actually, Ooh. and then ended up pretty much all over the place. I think she dated Nick Jonas for a couple minutes, and then I know. now she's in this movie, and it's very bad. Um, I, like I, also, to, I like to see Luke Wilson getting a little work. He he pops up like once every two years and something, I feel. They're going to reboot Roadies, and then he'll be all set. <laughs> Holy shit, Roadies. Um, wow. I, sh- I shot off a movie called Infamous with Bella Thorne, enemy of the show. Who is just I have no clue how she's relevant. She just looks like she smells. Mm. She has no chops. I've Nothing. seen her act. She's it's... boring, too. If yeah. you hear her in interviews, like, I made an OnlyFans, but I'm not naked. Like, shut up. Yeah. Get I shut off. I-, I accidentally started The Queen's Gambit with Anna Taylor-Joy or Queen. Anna Taylor-Joy on Netflix. Mm. I hit, like, I think Megan walked on the remote or something. And I was like, Classic. okay, I'll try it. And then I shut it off. Yeah, that's she plays like someone addicted to pills who's in like a chess tournament. It sounds like a very odd show. Yeah, I don't like that. I haven't gotten in there yet, but I probably will at some point. Um, Grand Army, which was like a movie about a bunch of inner city kids that were in some sort of a school in Brooklyn that got bombed or something, and it was like a nine eleven type environment. Oh, I don't know. I got goodness. bored. I got bored almost instantly. Strange but true. Don't even remember what. Oh, that was a movie with. Uh, Greg Kinnear, where his daughter like goes missing or something. That's my favorite kind of movie. Ones with Greg Kinnear. Mm. And then I, as I mentioned last week, I went back to Utopia, the Amazon show, but I've since shut it. Fuck. It's Oops. Over. That's a double shut. Double shut. That, that happens. That's it for me. You want to take a break? Get unhinged for a bit? Can't wait. Folks, we're going to watch the new Russell Crowe vehicle, Unhinged. You might remember it had a theatrical run. Nobody saw it. It's on demand, baby. We'll be right back. We'll be right back.
this is friend of the show, S. Patty P., and you are listening to the Halloween spectacular episode of Enough the Podcast. Go, Jason, go! Oh. What's happening, Hoops? Folks, we're back. Um, enjoying some mood music. This is the Halloween Spooktacular. Thank you to Sean for uh, getting you scared. I'm I'm spooked out, quite frankly. Scotty Scaredy Cat. But my God, we just watched. I'm spooked. You're spooked. Monty's spooked. <laughs> I oh. We just watched Unhinged, and it was legitimately dope. I didn't I didn't see this coming. This is the the Russell Crowe road rage movie. Unhinged. I, I loved everything about it. Unrated, I out of control. I have no notes. I thought it was amazing. Well, I have actual notes, but I have nothing I would change. Yeah, like, I legit wish we saw this on the big screen. We were, I'm upset we didn't. Yeah, we almost did. We were joking about it, like, oh, let's fucking go see Unhinged. We should have. It was dope. I, I can't believe it. This movie starts, the opening scene is Russell Crowe roaring into somebody's house with a hammer, beating two people to death and setting the house on fire. So, it's a masterpiece right out the gate. I was like, dialed in immediately. And I really liked how like low stakes and realistic this was. It's just, you know, like a road rage movie. That mm. Something happens, Russell Crowe's all fired up, then he gets, he springs into action. And Yeah, I didn't need a ton of setup for that. Yeah, like there are fucked up asshole idiots on the road who can... You know, get pushed to such extremes through road rage, it would seem. Russell Crowe put on, I don't know if it was for this role. I'm going to say that it wasn't. It was just life. But yeah. Russell Crowe looks like he put on 80 pounds since Gladiator. He's a big Maybe 100. Now. Yeah. So it's worth the price of admission, which is 19.99 for the rental on Amazon Prime only because mm-hmm. it's an advanced release. It'll be on iTunes probably for the same price in three weeks. Yeah. So if you're a serial killer and you want to wait three weeks to watch this masterpiece, be my guest. But it's it's great. Crow looks like shit. He's soaked with blood and sweat the whole movie. He legitimately like he elevates it to be way better than it is. He's like a great villain in this movie. We were joking before we saw like, oh, this is like a Gerard Butler movie that he probably passed on. And it is, but that's fine. Gerard Butler would have wrecked it. Yeah. Because... When we needed Crow to elevate it, mm. he was there with like the skill of Beautiful Mind, Gladiator, yeah. he is a, American Gangster. Like He is a good actor. He's a two-time Academy Award winner, after all. So for him, I think there's nothing better than when you get something, a low expectation, th- horror slash drama slash thriller, whatever, with a guy like him who can bring it. Yeah, it just it, this movie snuck up on me. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's like funny. It's like a cheesy movie, and he's in like a a better movie, just like acting his heart out. It was it was weird. He's not good. in the same movie as the rest of the cast. Definitely, the rest of the cast, the entire cast budget went all to him. The only mm. person other than him that I even recognized was Jimmy Simpson, who's in it for one scene. Good scene. Good sidecar. Love seeing you, Jimbo. Um, I, I know that's a spoiler, but I bet you most of the people that just heard me say that don't know who Jimmy Simpson is. Yeah. I do because I'm a, I don't know, like Party Down fan, I guess. And the <laughs> one episode he was in, honestly, can't. What's he in Westworld? He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he is on Westworld. He's a that guy. He's a good that guy. Yeah, and this movie had like good escalation for how simple it was. It's just like 
he's like following people, but characters make like smart decisions. I was going like, oh, that's like what I would do. And, you know, and it also had practical effects. Like there's a couple car crashes that mm. like could have looked like shit, but were fucking dope moments because they did it practically. And yeah, I mean, a cool hour and 26 minutes, doesn't overstay its welcome, gets in, gets out. This is like legitimately one of my favorite movies of the year. As I, fucked up as that I sounds. I can't think of a better one. Yeah, like in this year, this was, this is all you needed. And also, there's a one-liner at the end of this movie that's like applause worthy. That's like a huge callback and just, I always talk about the big finish on this show. And this movie actually had one. For the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was basically like Michael Douglas's falling down, but in 2020. Mm. I, I just, for me, I'm imagining next April with the Oscars and the Oscar for best actor goes to <laughs> Russell Crowe unhinged. You deserved it, buddy. He stands up and he gives a hug to like, I don't know. Pete Davidson sitting yeah. there like, oh, you deserved it, bud. You're good. <laughs> Fucking dope. Unhinged. We loved it. Yeah. Now on iTunes. Recommend it. Like, 1999 sucks, but like my buddy already made fun. My buddy Mike already was saying, oh, $20 must be nice. And it's hmm. like, well, if we went to the movies, we probably would have seen it. I don't even know, but it would have been at least triple that, right? Because yeah. we would have gotten two tickets. Food, beverages, it would have been 60 bucks, yeah. 65. So it is what it is. Here we are. We loved it. Yeah, like if you think you might like it, I guarantee you will. Like if a movie like this sounds good to you, it give, is. give this a go. It's exactly what we needed. And it's like we said to friend of the show, Cod, on the text message. It's basically exactly as I imagined it which is rare these days. The only movies that really deliver that way, in my opinion, for the most part, are Tarantino movies, where it's like, I went into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood knowing what it was going to be, and it was. Hmm. And it ex it slightly exceeds your expectations, but it meets them always, and that's what this movie did. Agreed. Unhinged, now on iTunes. You want to talk about I On the Rocks? I do. The new Sofia Coppola film with uh, Bill Murray, Rashida Jones, and Marlon Wayans. I mean, any movie with a Wayans is a home run in my book. Agreed. I'm in on all Wayans brothers. It's an A24 movie, too, which is a hit for me. Yeah, and this is only on Apple+, Plus. which if you don't have that, you can do a free trial if you don't want to get locked into a new streaming service. True. Sure. If you got the new phone, you get a free year or two. So make sure they didn't stiff you on that. Yeah. But yeah, kind of a big week. Some some good movies came out. Sofia Coppola, she's... How do we feel about her? I think she's kind of spotty, but I I like... would say that her movies always seem better in theory than in practice, is Ooh. what I wrote down. I agree with that. You look at a movie like Lost in Translation, you would imagine Home Run. That movie's very overrated. But very I do, overrated. I do think it's decent. I think it's fine. My favorite Sofia Coppola movie is Somewhere, which is a movie Ooh. with Stephen Dorff living mm. in the, uh, I guess it's the Chateau Marmont Hotel in L.A. And it's, I think, of all of them, she's a very understated director. Mm. And that's the first one of her movies that stayed in that lane perfectly, I thought. Yeah. And it just felt like it was supposed to... It, it 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 met my expectations exactly what I was looking for, and I don't typically like Stephen Dorff, and I think she brought the best out of him. Mm. 
But yeah, she her stuff's kind of like slight. Actually, that's probably not the right word. Or this this that movie's works. this movie's, movie's kind of slight. slight. Yeah, like the average episode of a sitcom has higher stakes than this movie. Yes, but it's just like a pleasant like two hander with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones playing his daughter, and it's fun seeing Bill Murray in like detached fun grandpa mode, like hanging with her kids, being just very Bill Murray ish. He's exactly in this movie as he is in everything else in a good and bad way. Cause it's sort of, you see it coming. It's very one dimensional. Yeah. There's one line where she says, it must be nice being you after they get pulled over by the police. And he kind of talks his way out of it mm. by being charming. And he says, I wouldn't have it any other way. And then there's his like classy old car backfires and they drive away. And it's just, you know, it's, a, it's, it looks nice. It's very polished and tight. Yeah. <clears throat> I liked how it's very casual. Which right. sometimes, like meandering, someone, even yeah, someone will watch this and be like, "This is boring. Nothing's happening." But sometimes it's nice just watching like a well-made, slightly boring movie about people somewhat realistically living life. Yeah, driving around, eating caviar in the car. Yeah, <laughs> a keyword somewhat realistically. I thought that that you know the movie moved at a snail's pace at times, but it was somehow mm. still watchable. Like at no point did I want to shut it off. I actually think that Marlon Wayans is good in a serious role. I don't think we get that enough. Both mm. of us couldn't think of anything except for re- this and Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. So. Yeah, normally he's just doing his hot turkeys. But yeah, the Bill Murray sings in this movie again. He sings in Lost in Translation. I guess Sofia Coppola loves Bill Murray's crooning. Like the scene in this movie, I was like, is this supposed to be funny or is this supposed to be good? I don't... Like it was fine. It was just like a weird extended singing mm-hmm. sequence jenny slate as the obnoxious friend supposedly she's a, also a mother like i didn't find her very believable as a mother yep i agree with that we said i think you said that too yeah she just she seems too young yeah i, I think it's because i know jenny slate is a year or so younger than i am it just doesn't and I know that I'm 37 fucking years old and that I can have a child, <laughs> could have had a child 15 years ago. You could be a grandfather. And plenty of our friends are fathers. <laughs> but it just, to me, Jenny Slate doesn't feel like she's at a point. I think I just know enough about her professionally that it's like, well, I know she's not married. Yeah. I know she doesn't have a boyfriend. Yeah. She's kind of notoriously single right now. She was dating Chris Evans. So it's like, to me, it just, I don't know. I, I found it difficult to believe her. She always mom. plays like the aloof single gal. So yeah, seeing sure. her as a mother just Trying to break like... her typecast and it wasn't working, I guess you could say. Yeah. I thought of a bad joke that should be on the DVD cover. Do you want to hear it? Of course. On the Rocks was neat. <laughs> Do you get it? Oh, like a drink. There it is. Yes. I told you it was bad. <laughs> It took me a second to get there. That's how yeah. you know it's it's clever. Mm. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it. Let's edit one. That out. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it one out of two bags of popcorn. So that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> this week it's pretty good. Your classic popcorn rating system that the fans love. My fridge is making a fun sound. Thanks. Hey fridge. Never heard that before. Perfect timing for the show. That's our new third mic. This fridge noise. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> But I, uh, I'm going to sneak in real quick. I watched another new movie, Kajillionaire, which is the new movie from Miranda July. An, an indie darling. She did that movie, Me and You and Everyone We Know, that we liked so much. Is that much. poop back and forth forever? Yes. Okay, cool. 
That's a line from a very, very obscure independent movie we watched probably 13 years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. But this is her new one. It's got Evan Rachel Wood, Richard Jenkins, who they should put him in every movie. Yeah, I like him a lot. He elevates everything he's in. You want to know like, my favorite Richard Jenkins role? Um, guess. Can you guess? Burn After Reading? Nope. Close. The Visitor? Nope. Uh, gotta be The Shape of Water. Killing Them Softly. Ooh. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. yeah, he's one of those great character actors who just every time he pops up, it's like, oh, this guy, this will be good. Yeah, he's sort of like a like a cup of coffee. Like you're just ready. You're like, all right, I needed that. Like here it is. Yeah, like this is something pro- that's gonna happen a lot. This is a pro. He'll get it done. You're not that excited to see him. But yeah, Cajillionaire. They play a makeshift family of thieves who are always like pulling schemes. Where did you watch this, by the way? This is on iTunes. Okay, it's a new one. So is it a twenty dollar rental as well? I think it's fourteen ninety nine. Jesus Christ, we're living it up this week with the expensive rentals. I know. I I went crazy and used my Amazon credit that's been burning a hole in my pocket. You liked it though. I did. I it's like my favorite kind of indie, like very fucked up, bleak, and funny, unpredictable, very original, mm. and it's one of those movies that has a perfect ending that like changes everything you've seen before it. Where you're like, oh, I gotta watch this again. Like that was that was an incredible ending. I uh, I loved it. Recommend it highly. It's on iTunes. Kajillionaire. Will I love it? I think you will. I just added it to my up next. It's actually a 19.99 rental. So Ooh. we're really selling the fans. Let's give them a cheap rental. Yes. Let's give them something they can watch for free. And I got something you can watch for free. I was gonna say Swingers, baby. I could talk about swingers. We rewatched uh, the John Favreau Vince Vaughn classic. Ron Livingston. Yes, it's, I I love 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 this movie. I hadn't seen it in so long, and I was just every scene. I was like, "Fuck, this scene is so good! Like this movie's perfect." The only thing that didn't work for me that stands out every time I watch it. Those weird dream sequence moments. With the answering machine? Yes. Yeah, that sucks. That's, it's so, it's like out of a different movie. Cause the they rest said that on um, Rewatchables. the Rewatchables yeah. as well. It's just something that you, it, it's that first scene when the answering machine is talking to John Favreau, you're thinking you're getting into the wrong movie with that. You're mm. like, well, what is this? What is this going to be? Yeah, that's something you'd think would like reoccur it's a very odd right. and it's like just not funny it's like it's not you funny should at all ed- no. you should edit this out of the movie it would be like stronger for it but i think vince vaughn in swingers is the most effortlessly funny that anyone has ever been in a movie in anything ever i think he should have been nominated for best supporting actor and I'm i'd completely say maybe serious. rodney dangerfield in caddyshack is like the the number two those are my it's a good call those are my two like you can tell every other line is just off the cuff. Yeah. Like the script was, there was probably some of those lines in it, but I, there's certain stuff where it's, you can just, he's giggling as he's doing it. He's, you can tell he's just working off of the other characters. Yeah. And just like volume shooting, like different bits. Like, yeah, you, you couldn't write what he's doing. Not a chance. Yeah. It's, it's really something. Yeah. He's awesome. He's we're we're huge Vince Vaughn. There's like we have like four, three or four guys, and Vince is definitely one of them. Yes, be like Vince Affleck. Ooh, those are like our top two. Yeah, there there are Mount Rushmore. <laughs> like there, who I'd like to think of our actual Mount Rushmore. Mine is probably like I I used to think it would, I think Brad Pitt's in there. 
You know me. I'm gonna need to like sit down with this for I was a, gonna a say, week. You and can't a half. just rifle these off. <laughs> we still don't have your top five movies, by the way. Keep in mind that was 50 episodes ago. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, Swingers is in my top ten. I was also thinking at this point they should just make Swingers too. Why not? What do you think? <sighs> it would probably be bad, but I'm open to it. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now that everybody except for Vince Vaughn would sign on without even consider. Actually, maybe not Favreau. You might not be able to get Favreau. Might be the holdout. Yeah, he's too busy, like... Directing who knows what. Yeah. Like the Jungle Book reboot again. <laughs> Counting his dough from The Lion King and hanging out with Mando. But yeah, Swingers, if you haven't seen I'm sure you have. Give it a revisit. It's a fucking home run. It's almost better as a rewatch because there's so much nuance that you pick up on. Like little... You wait for certain lines and like little ways that things happen. So like Vince slides. passing his plate over the over the aisle or over the, into the next booth at the diner and like couldn't touch it. You don't catch every little bit the first time. So if you haven't seen it more than once, or if you haven't if you haven't seen it at all, buckle up. If you have seen it only once or twice, get in there and watch it again. Swingers, I think it's on Amazon Prime for free. Yes, is if, the one location. Yeah, I bought it. I think it's nine ninety nine and worth it. That's one. I think it's on like several of the streamers. I think you mm-hmm. can find it. And real quick, I also watched Death Becomes Her, the early 90s Robert Zemeckis movie, back when he used to make good movies, unlike his uh, current slate of Welcome to Marwen and The Witches and such. Is that when they throw the woman down the stairs and her head gets knocked around backwards? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in literally, I want to say 30 years. Not even a joke. It was really enjoyable. It's uh, Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep, and Bruce Willis. They play old friends who are like fighting over Bruce Willis, and it's it gets wacky and supernatural. Like they both kill each other, and then they're coming back to life. And like, yeah, like you said, one of their heads gets lopped mm. off. It's like that's all I remember about it. It's like it's wacky on, and has great on, effects. It's on HBO Max. Yes. This is where I saw you probably watched it. But yeah, it like has some good laughs, creative movie. Like for an early 90s kind of deal, I thought it was great. Mm. And Meryl Streep is hot in this movie, which is something I've never said before. Interesting. Really caught my eye. I want to be new. I was like, look at, look at Meryl. Like being all babish. She looks good. All right, all right. He's in. And maybe we talk some TV? Um, we got some good TV Let me rifle week. through... Yeah, we oh, I'm sorry if I'm racing you. I watched the Cutthroat City, a movie Ooh, yes. that RZA directed. I paid, I think I paid like five bucks to rent it and got a refund because it was lame. It was basically a, a movie set after the in the wake of Hurricane Katrina. These four guys who they were offered a job by this gangster who was played by T.I., the rapper. Ooh, he's a good actor. He really isn't. <laughs> yeah. And Wesley Snipes has a cameo. Ethan Hawke has a cameo. There's Ooh. a bunch of botched robberies. It was like, it started off kind of strong. And then Lucy fell asleep. And I was like, she's falling asleep. It can't be that interesting. And it was in the afternoon, keep in mind. Not at night. Not a good sign. <laughs> and it was just not good. 
Yeah. And it was RZA, the rapper from Wu-Tang's directorial debut. And I honestly, like, he's done a lot of soundtracks and stuff before. And he's kind of like a, he's in, he's definitely done scores. And like, he's a cool guy. He did that martial arts movie, like The Man with the Golden Fist or something. It, did he direct that? True, yeah. true. And then he, because he did, I think he worked with uh, Jim Jarmusch on um, Ghost Dog. And yes. then he did the sound, he did something with Tarantino for one of the Kill Bills or something. Yeah. So he's he's been in the movie business for a while, and I just ex- I think I just expected more of him. Yeah, because he does he acts in a few things, and he's decent. Like he was in um, American Gangster. He plays one of the narcs, narco cops. Mm. I don't know. It was just bad. I didn't like it. Should have called it Shutthroat City. Nailed it. He's in. Uh, I also watched Eddie Murphy's Boomerang, which is like a blind Eddie Murphy blind spot movie that was like kind of funny about him being like a sleazy pickup-y artist kind of guy. And it was like an early 90s movie with both Martin Lawrence and David Alan Greer as his friends. Halle Berry's in it and um, Robin Givens, the woman who accused Mike Tyson of rape in the 90s. So it's a pretty star-studded cast for a movie that you forget exists. That is stacked. Yeah, that's you mentioned that the other day, and that's one of those movies no one ever talks about. Never. And, and you said Boomerang, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that on the shelf at Blockbuster. I was going to say, you remember the poster? Yeah. It's like Eddie Murphy. I remember seeing that poster. Do you remember Primetime Video? It was a like you remember where oh, the yeah, Brewers Bagels is. It was like where that yeah. Bose store. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it became a Bose store. Mm. It was a Primetime Video poster well that's a good pull and my dad and i used to go in there before blockbuster existed when i was like eight Mm. and i remember seeing that when 92 i was i was nine years old so i remember seeing that poster on the wall and being like that looks like a movie with like some sex in it and like knowing that i couldn't watch it and i was correct there's some sex in it Ooh, i mean uh 31 years later you got there i remember (laughs) whatever i messed up the math but 33rd i'm 37 yeah Talk a lot about my age tonight. I feel like I'm aging myself here. Um, that's Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. I watched it on HBO Max. In yeah, I'm gonna watch that. See what uh, yeah, Scotty you might thinks. get a kick out of it. There's a few like, like ah, oh, that's clever kind of lines, and it's free. Like who cares? Let's talk uh, TV. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> we both watched a weak attempts at Eddie Murphy's laugh. <laughs> thought about doing a Norbit voice. I'm not going to do it. We both watched An Evening with Tim Heidecker, which is a new stand-up special you can watch for free on YouTube. And this is like... The the funniest special of the year? Yeah, like... Without question? He... If you don't know Tim Heidecker, he's like a weird... Deeply weird guy. Like, a lot of people refer to this stand-up special he did as anti-comedy, which is an awful, annoying thing that sounds stupid. Like, he's just weird. He's he's kind of making fun of the idea of stand-up while doing stand-up. Like, he comes out and futzes with the mic stand for, like, three actual minutes. Which reminded me a lot of the Tim and Eric Awesome show, Great Job. And it made me really happy. Like, I knew right in that moment, I was like, this is going to be good. Yeah, and then, like, he's yelling for them to turn the music off for, like, another full minute. Like, I was... Doing le- that bad crowd work. Yeah. I was legitimately 
crying, laughing, watching this alone. Me too. Which yeah. like never. I had happens. like a side splitting laugh. There was one line in the beginning when he was like, I'm a guy's guy. Yeah. And he says it like two or three times. And then he says, and I'm all about that T and A. <laughs> He's like, don't worry though. I'm not talking about tits and ass. I'm talking about token and ale. Yeah. Like calling beer ale, I, I, I lost it. He does like duds, but like weaponizes them to make it like. Yeah, he comes out, he's like, anyone on head meds here? Yeah, my wife's on head meds. <laughs> like, I call her the nag. Like, saying stuff like that. It was... Oh, God. That, so, it was so fucking funny. It's on YouTube, yeah, which like, is a weird venue that comics are starting to pop up on now. Mm. But it's there, and check it out. I love bits that have no business existing, which mm. is, like, all that he does. Everything he says is just like, why? <laughs> like, this is... It's nonsense. It's madness. Yeah, am I supposed to be like, why am I laughing at this? Yeah. And he ends the show on like an awful Sierra Mist bit, which I was just like, what what tenacity. The, uh, and yeah, like he forces a guy to propose to his girlfriend and then like gets bored with the bit and makes them go off stage. He's like, oh, you're depressing me. Get out of here. And the guy's clearly uncomfortable and he's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm really like, I'm not going to do this now, but like, uh, I'll do it. Yeah, it's... It's great. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. What is the official title? An, An Evening with Tim Heidecker. It's on yes. YouTube. So just type Tim Heidecker. It's H-E-I-D-E. Honestly, if you type, T, if you type T-I-M-H-E-I, it'll pop up yeah. right right in the YouTube queue. Watch it on, Even if you watch it on your phone, I guarantee you're not going to put it down. And in that same wacky vein, uh, the Eric Andre show is back this week. They had two hot episodes. I thought it was a bit of a letdown. Ooh. They got me with, he got me with a few of the bits. And I like that he's starting to get like slightly better guests. Just because like people, five seasons in, people know like, yeah. what's going on. I like that he had Judy Greer on. Who's just like Calling such her a... his favorite actress. I was wondering like, is that a joke? Is he fucking with Judy Greer? Or is that a real thing? I'm like Judy Greer, sit your black ass down. And a bunch of... He's like a, a Tom Green, like, jackass type deal, if you don't know Eric Andre. But, like, way more aggressive. And, mm. like, he's doing taped pieces where he's, like, bugging the shit out of real people on, like, the subway. He has a rat, and he's, like, getting in everyone's face, like, doing rat, rat. shitting all over his back. <laughs> and he's like Tim Heidecker, but not as funny. Ooh. He has that same irreverence and nonsense, but mostly he's just hurting himself and making messes and being loud. He does like not to... a lot of cleverness there, but I do enjoy him and think he's great. And I met him once; and he was ni- really nice, and he tips well. Ooh, but also I'm like, dial it down just a little. Yeah, sometimes it can be like exhaust. You have to be in the right mood for this show. I laughed when he burst into that, um, like. I guess he set up like a focus group and then he burst in and started farting and breaking glass and saying like, you're on fart smash. (laughs) And then like give, and then he gave everybody $5. Yeah. That was funny. It's a mad To be honest, if you're in the mood for this kind of show, I love Eric. So I'm going to recommend, I say this is good. It's on adult swim, but if you're in the mood for this type of comedy and you like Tim Heidecker special and you're, or if you know who all these people are already and you could skip, you don't have to watch them in order. Yeah. I would say check out, I think you should leave with Tim Robbins Ooh, uh, or with um, Robin, Tim, Robinson. Tim Robinson on Netflix. Cause I think that is a much more punched up version of Eric Andre. Mm. 
It's like yeah. polished. That's fair. And like I said about Borat last week, I'm always impressed by someone's ability to be funny and in character in the moment in front of like real people who are getting mad. Mm. That's always, that's like the most impressive Jealous, thing yeah. in the world to I me. I can't do that. I start laughing. Yeah, like one person gets mad. I'm just like, oh, this is a bit. I'm going to leave now. I'm bothering everybody. I'm very sorry. Yeah, we should try it. Ooh. You might be able to crush that. We don't know. All right. And yeah, like Eric Andre, I can't even watch regular talk shows anymore because he does such a good job of just showing how ridiculous they are with his... Uh, they're so dumb. Wacky version of it. Yeah. It was a garbage. thing that made sense when Johnny Carson was around and maybe even early Letterman and Leno. Ooh. And after them, that's it. I'm yeah. not a Conan guy. I'm definitely not a Seth Meyers guy. I like I'm not Conan. not a Jimmy Fallon or a Jimmy Kimmel guy. Craig Ferguson is a cartoon. Conan was fine, I guess. I like Conan. I never watch his show, though. I don't watch any of the late night shows. Conan's fine in smaller doses, like on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm told he's good on his podcast. Yeah, I listen to his pod when he has someone good on. It's a good pod. Different different format, though. I know King of the Turkey Heads is a big fan. Hey, Mont. Take a stand together. And we also watched uh, a new HBO show, How To, with John Wilson. You watched this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. I got all jazzed up for it because it's produced by Nathan Fielder and... Joe Para is involved in some capacity, tangentially, like... I yeah, don't know the, if he's the producer as well. The main guy has kind of a Joe Para vibe, but it didn't really work for me. I kind of hate the guy's voice. So you don't see him at all. Yeah, that was I, weird too. I thought that was interesting that you never see him. But I didn't like it. His voice is so annoying. I couldn't get into it. Nathan Fielder is funny because you see him and he's wearing like a windbreaker with dress shoes and white socks, and he's just uncomfortably standing there. And the looks on his—I'm a visual comedy person. Gabby. It's hard for me to get a huge kick out of someone if I can't picture what their face looks like. Yeah. Which is kind of why I think we should add a video element to the show. Ooh. This is friend, to mention Rian, friend of the show again. Rian suggested that we do, because he doesn't know you, and he gets a kick out of the show and he listens. But like he's like, a video element would be everything because, and this is actually a good question for the heads. You know. If we were to film this with a little green screen, whatever, I think that Ooh. would be pretty fun. And then release that because it would be good. Like we could release clips and people would see little blurbs and be like, that's something. And then if they see a 10 second clip or a two minute clip, they're going to want to commit to the hour show because it's an hour plus. It's hard to get people to double down. Yeah. I like the green screen part. We can be like, oh, look, we're in Marwin. We're We're in Delaware. (laughs) (laughs) Because green screens are cheap and we'll we'll talk offline, but I just wanted to... for the turkey heads out there, if you're into this idea, send us a message and off the podcast to Gmail or on the on the Twitter or the Instagram, which you know what they are. Please. Um, but yeah, doesn't it suck when you're watching something that you thought you were going to love and you're just sitting there slowly being like, oh, no, I hate it. <laughs> I was trying not to hate it because yeah. I thought I was supposed to like it. Same. And I hated it anyway. Yeah. That made me hate it even more, probably. <laughs> like, Fuck. But yeah, that's How To with John Wilson. It's whatever. If you're like into real life newsy kind of weird bits, give it a go. Good sell. Yeah. That's how much fucked fish. And The Mandalorian started today. Yeah. Season good. 2. Interesting. Timothy Oliphant, good supporting role. I'm hoping they bring him back a few times. I am an only fan. Damn it. Ooh. <laughs> an only fan. OnlyFans to OnlyFans.com. He's well, in. I enjoy him. 
Yeah, I. Uh, it was nice to see Baby Yoda, that charming little sidecar. Yeah, I missed him. He made me feel better mm. with everything happening right now. I feel like he could fix the whole corona situation. <laughs> I think, yeah, he can. So... There's a scene where the Mandalorian's driving like a speeder bike and he has Baby Yoda in an actual little sidecar. It's like the most charming thing I've ever seen. But uh, yeah, good show. The music and like the Star Wars effects more than anything else like sell the show. Agreed. As stupid as that sounds, when you hear like a laser blast, it's like the same noise that's in all the movies that you've heard a million times. And it, uh, they need a nice Wilhelm scream. Yeah. In a few apps, and then we'll be in. But yeah, this episode was written and directed <clears throat> by John Favreau, who also created this show. He's come a long way since Swingers. What a guy. We were discussing earlier. But yeah, new season of The Mandalorian just started on Disney Plus, season two. So it's the only reason to have Disney Plus, and we're gonna stick in there. Stick it out for this. Do you watch anything else? Uh, I watched my next guest with David Letterman. The new couple of the new the one interview I really got through was him with him with Kim Kardashian. It was pretty good. I would listen to them have a chat. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I forgot. I forget he does that show. It's his interviewing style is weird. He's like the opposite of Howard Stern. He like kind of lets them run a little bit and doesn't destroy them with questions. He's more of like a hammer you with a really big question and then let you run with it. Yeah, that's better, I think. <clears throat> I like that. You know, if the person he's talking to is interesting. Kim Kardashian is actually a lot more interesting than you'd give her credit for, believe Ooh. it or not. I buy it. That, uh, yeah, I'm going to check that out. But yeah, that's on Netflix. My next guest with David Letterman. Not much to say because it's an interview show. I'm not going to like quote what he at the questions, but like I liked it. Yeah. I'll get in there. And that's it for me. Um, I think we should watch 90 Seconds of The Departed. Is that what you'd like to do? I can do that. Yes. He's in. I've gotten very hungry suddenly. Scotty needs a bite. Folks, where should I go? T Bell? Okay, done. You and I both know it's T Bell. <laughs> How you fucking doing? I don't believe it. Ooh, also, fun fact. On this day in history, Ank and I were seeing The Departed in the theater for the fifth and final time. That is until it gets re-released. That's fun. 14 years ago. Powerful. I still don't believe he's a cop. I don't believe The cops... Are saying he's a cop! We're so close to the end. If this bit ends in our 100th episode spectacular, it'll be such a Christmas miracle for the fans. They won't even know how to live. Am I still talking? I hate that line. Yeah. I've always hated that line. I hate that line even more, and you do too. I know you do. It's forced. It's such like a written line. Kid. No one would say that. Kid. Oh, we're roaring in nice and loud. Kid, you ever hear this song? Kid, we're shipping up. We're already here. Fucking dope. Oh, we're about to lose the fucking tail. <clears throat> Kid, I was on that bridge earlier, and I'm going to be on it again on the ride home. It's fucking crazy and sick. Yeah, you got a tail.
Two guys. Not very subtle. They're not going to be very subtle from now on. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Frank? Get rid of them. There's Who's no need the for you tail? to call yourself, Frank. Get rid of the fucking tail! Oop. That was 90. We're going over because I can't get the thing to pause. There we go. We went wow. about two seconds over, but that's okay. A magical 90. Folks, shoot us an email as we said earlier. Enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not going to spell them out because nobody engages with them anyways. But <laughs> have a goo. I think that's enough. That made me sad just now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Send Scotty an email. Yeah, the fans can hear Skip that I need it. seasoned at Instagram. Send him a DM. I've Preferably had enough. Preferably a picture of your vagina. I'm fed up with you turkey heads. We need some... We need some intel. Give me something. My name is Ryan, and this has been Enough the Podcast. Good night from both me and Scott here at the Enough Podcast. Have a good one. Straight to voicemail, buddy. He's probably at work. What a what a botched bit that is. Fuck. Well, Sean, you missed out. You have ten seconds to call us back. I know. We were hoping for like a quick Halloween review or maybe a This Is Us season premiere review. We'll get it next week. Send us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. Could you? Have a great week, everybody. Have a go. Stay safe. <laughs>